Hey devs, you're tuning into the debug log number 111, and today's a little bit different. We did a, a roundup episode where we talked about things in and around the game industry uh, for the last couple, I guess, months now. Uh, we we're talking about Roblox IPO, we talked about uh, Bethesda, Valheim hype, and even, you know, the epic and, and kind of Fall Guys uh acquisition going on there. So there's a lot of good information packed tight with a lot of good conversation in and around those topics. So sit down, relax, and tune in to the debug log number 112. 11. Log number 111. Welcome to the Debug Log. My name's Andrew Curry. I'm Obino Para. And I'm Ryan Kilgore. All right. It's our second video episode. Uh, today, we have a, a fun thing we haven't done in a while where we have just a wrap up a bunch of the stories going on in the industry. Because um, I guess we only had a few episodes last year. We haven't had a chance to do this. And there's been a lot of news happening across the thing. Some good news, some positive news. You know, for developers, I think. Um, I think our first story, though, is actually a pretty positive one. It's a, um, I could, Ryan, you're going to have to decide what this Roblox thing is, though, for me, because I have oh, no yeah. idea. I've actually played Roblox, and I might have been the only one that actually has played Roblox on the thing because I have a daughter. Does your, does your, yeah, does your daughter play? Or? Yeah, it, when I played Roblox, it seemed like it was like a weird sandbox for people to make really weird games, like, sort of shitty. Sort and that has not. happened. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard some crazy stories, not heard crazy, but read some crazy stories about like things that people have created on Roblox, like, you know, 21 and older, like you should not be in here. It's like crazy sex rooms and stuff. So yeah, let me but, not... that's, but that's what it is, though. I mean, I always thought that maybe there's an actual Roblox, world, but it's just a big catalog of user made. It's a platform, essentially. But where do you, yeah. but they make the games inside of the game or outside in like external tools? Though. That's what always confused me because some stuff in there seemed really complicated so i'll be honest i have not actually like tried to make a game in there so I, yeah should have done the research when right. <laughs> well, I, I read the article and then, uh, <laughs> i've actually i've actually tried creating a game in roblox recently. oh there you go, well, there yeah, you yeah. go. Yeah, so one of my well, my partner's uh, daughter does uh, loves roblox so we she really wants to get in like she's a creative person so she wants mm -hmm. to get into creating mm -hmm. games and I was like, you should use Unity or Unreal, but I think that's just too high of a bar to start. Here's a 20-hour course you should learn. <laughs> Here's this Unity lawn course. Go through it. First, uh, is a then... programming one, too. Whether yeah. <laughs> Let's see two hundred dollars Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and just charge her. But anyway, yeah, so we tried. It's like this Roblox studio or like dev studio application that you download, and you can get into that. I, I don't think this is related to the actual topic. Well, this is interesting. This shows about Roblox yeah. now. Maybe yeah. I should talk about uh, uh, but yeah, it's like this cool, it's like a nice little uh, editor GUI. and It's, it's a separate it's, editor though, from the game, though, you're saying. Separate editor. Okay. Well, all the games are all different, but you download them through their main application, this Roblox right. application, um, and they download to your local disk or whatever. But there's this game studio kind of editor uh, that's just a, a kind of what you see is what you get editor uh, for creating terrain. Um, adding new assets. They have like its mini asset stores, like an asset browser window that you can just add and drop assets to. Yeah. And you can also add scripting to each of those objects as well. So didn't Xbox have one of those for a while? They had like they a did. sort of similar thing. I remember um, Spark, it. Project Spark, right. I believe. Yeah. Right. So it's essentially that. Yeah. And it's funny you should mention that, Obina, because um, that was one of my 
earliest jobs was working at a local sort of MMO here in Atlanta that did a very similar thing where it's like, you know, you had your own, it was, it was more of like a second life type of thing where you had your oh, own yeah, space yeah. and where you could arrange furniture and play videos on the wall and music and all that stuff. But eventually right. we actually integrated Lewis scripts as well, where you could actually drag the Lewis script from your desktop into the game client like and target say like you know a ball or whatever drop it on there all of a sudden it would run that logic for that type of thing so from what it sounds like roblox sounds very similar to this where it's like hey guess what you know you can just kind of program your own type of stuff or logic into the world and create games with it and it also kind of goes along with the uh, ps uh, playstation dreams i you know i hadn't heard a lot about that recently but it's another one of these type of things where like you said it's a WYSIWYG. you can sort of drop things into the world apply logic to them you know move between scenes um you know a, a game creator within a game Sort of. Well, that's what's so funny about that. Before so we're still sidetracking from the actual story. <laughs> yeah, that's what's so funny about that because Media Molecule spent who makes that because they made Little Big Planet before that. They spent mm-hmm. like like five or six years making that Dreams game. Like it's been like a long time they've been working on that. And I've always said like whatever happened, and it finally I think came out this year. Right, it's one of the years that like it finally maybe. I think so. You know, but if you look is- at if you look at games made in that, you're like, whoa! are like, this is, doesn't look like anything. Like it's like pretty sophisticated as far as art. They really make it kind of make it look really good. It's just, it's wild the stuff you can make. I mean, that's real quick. Speaking related to that, speed. No, I mean just from a developer standpoint, I've never. I don't get into these games that much because ever whenever just even Minecraft the same way. Because I'm like, as I start about thirty minutes in, I'm like, I should just be making a game. Like that itch that it's getting. I think normally we'll have that itch, and they're like, "It's just some." For us, I'm like, I'm wasting my time not actually just making something I could sell, right, maybe or something. Right. Doing this, you know, like I spend hours. But anyways, it's funny to me how the mis- like dreams spent so long in this big budget, and then it feels like Roblox is the bigger, and it looks <laughs> these like weird internet looking yeah. games is right, the one right. that is successful, you know. Right. Well, and I think that's what's cool about them is like they also seem to be able to get a different look to them because a lot of the earlier platforms that did that it was like you say like Minecraft or something like that. It's like you're kind right. of in their world and their assets, and it's like, well, I can't really set myself apart. I'm kind of just plug and play things, which is fine maybe for prototyping or something. But when you actually want your own look and feel, it can get kind of difficult to do. And so it seems like maybe what they're offering in the modern. You're saying Dreams is or Roblox? Uh, both, I think. Yeah. So. So Roblox, why is it in the news? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so that's my Roblox. fault. I did not say yeah. you're, you're not. <laughs> no, 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 that's fine. Well, I mean, but it's good to kind of set that up to kind of understand some some of this stuff because right. uh, the reason they're in the news is because they just recently uh, had an IPO, so initial public offering on the New York Stock Exchange, and so you know they're now a publicly traded company, um, valued in the tens of billions of dollars out of nowhere. 30, which, I think it was thirty six point seven or thirty six point nine billion. Is there? Yeah, it, it was bigger than range. Minecraft yeah. was basically. Yeah, yeah, Microsoft yeah. bought Minecraft for two billion, and that was and bigger than Epic Games. Crazy. So I think they have a higher, yeah, high, traded, but right, higher yeah. uh, market cap. Isn't it weird EA. to think about that stuff too, though? Because when these relatives like, because they sell like when Star Wars, Marvel sold to Disney for two billion. Marvel, mm-hmm. Star Wars is four billion, and that's like a percent. Like these people could buy Star Wars if you have that much money. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's, think yeah. about that—all that history, and then Roblox is more money than that. Yeah. <laughs> but there's, yeah. I mean, there's so much reason behind that. It's, right, it's crazy yeah. how many kids and like it's like from early like like first third grade to like tweens. You know, there's like a large market that they have as far as users. Well, here's a question: How do they make money just buying it? Because no, there's this. There's free games, but there there's in-game basically content and kind of skins you can add on and like uh, okay. feathers and wings and things you can add to like yeah, make your character it, look cool. 
it, it's so the developers, you know, there there is a currency within the world, so like a virtual currency, like a being with saying where you can, yeah, ro- yeah, robux, I think is what it's called, and so you can like get like these buy things within um, the games and that sort of ecosystem, and that feeds back to the developers get a cut of that and then oh, roblox cool. obviously gets a cut of that money too so you know just kind of think of it that way it's like hey everything's free but you know everybody shares in the microtransactions um right. and a- apparently that's been doing very well for them so i actually didn't know the developers got a kickback on that i guess that makes sense though because it is yeah. that's actually a good conversation that we should have let's put this in the notebook for like future episodes but like ucg and like how you how you kind of manage that as a platform or game uh managing user-generated content ugc sorry well that's what i was just thinking about because minecraft was that lower price but minecraft what they're buying is like alex plays minecraft my daughter she plays minecraft she's 10 all the time now but it's with their official they have an edu version because minecraft edu is a thing but it's basically minecraft it's just i guess they save keep it safe from hackers and it's like not you can't mod it but all our friends playing that, and they, it's through their school. They have an account through the school system and all these other things. So, but that's a sandbox, and that's the thing. How I don't know if Roblox should ever turn into that because, like you said, like it's to me, it's more about it's not about what you can do in it. But that's a separate tool. It sounds like this is more about like just sampling weird stuff. That's what it was when we tried it. You like, I want to try that game. Like, really? Right. It's like this game. I was like, all right, right, right. <laughs> it's about penguins and pizza. Okay, sure, why not? I mean, is that the like? I wonder if like from a typical. I mean, you might know this, Sabina, you know, like from a typical kid playing it all the time, because we just tried it. And she was, <laughs> as a typical like a child? Kid. Yeah, exactly. Well, you as said like kid. you need somebody to play it. Like the, right. the thing is the loop where they play the same games all the time. We're always just going in there and looking for new stuff. Is that the deal? Like, no, I think the loop is you play some of the same content for a while until you get tired of it. Um, because I know there's one called, um, it's like University or something University that she's been playing mm-hmm. and it's like it's like a wizard university then just all go in this you get basically signed to different houses and like fire Potter, or water <laughs> yeah basically mm-hmm. and then you kind of raise pets is another aspect of the game there's right. another game that they played recently they kind of got off that one and then it was like um it's like a mystery a ghost mystery thing mm-hmm. where you have to go in and you kind of figure out where this ghost is coming from this otherwise if you don't figure right. it out in time he kind of kills you but it's yeah, like just different my ignorance delightful. i think cause- yeah, I think when I tried it, they were much. This is like four years ago too, mm-hmm. so they must have been. They were seemed like all mini games when we looked at it. It was on Xbox, and that might have right, been right. a limited marketplace too for what was there. Right. Right, and I think another, I guess, big aspect is just like some of them are just like hubs, or like people just hang out and build their own like mini stores or like, you know, whatever they want to do. Do they, they guard just, the content for? Like parental things? Or they it- do. I know Roblox is like, that's like kind of mission number one is like mm-hmm. security and kind of getting, you mm-hmm. know, unsafe content off there because their they're majority of their players are underage yeah. and, you know, you need to, butter. Yeah. right. So they need to be like really strict about that. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I, just, I think that there was an article, I should have put this article in our thing, but there was an article about just the lengths that they go through and how much money they're spending on like security at Roblox. Uh, which is kind of crazy. Um, but yeah, I mean. That's cool. Awesome. Well, you got money well to deserved $58 billion. Dollars. <laughs> right, I think they, they opened at like, what, 40, or the initial starting offering was like $45, and now they're up to yeah. 69 95 That was a close. Yesterday. Yeah. Because yeah. I actually kicked a little money into them. So I'm, Did I'm you? I, was, I, was, I wanted to. Yeah, I need to, yeah. actually. They're actually 
not bad, so I should get some yeah. shares of that. So, not just that, nothing official there. Just that's where I put my <laughs> <laughs> no cool, no ties to that whatsoever. <laughs> so. All I buy is NFTs now. That's all. We're basically oh. going to. That's a whole other. No, I actually <laughs> added that to the show notes, by the way, because uh, well, I'm NFTs. Yeah, yeah, that's a whole nother. That's it's been a, like a big thing this week. All right, go ahead. Yeah, it's a whole thing. Let's just roll into NFTs then. Like, have you guys seen yeah, that? I have watched like eight videos on YouTube trying to describe it, and then even once, like, how do you sell? Because I was like, well, how does this even work? And the ones even have to like to sell an item as an NFT. It's like I'm lost. Like four minutes into these videos, I'm like, mm-hmm. what the hell? Because it feels like when you sell an item, it still it ends up costing you like a couple hundred bucks just to put it on a marketplace. Really? No, if you follow like the the process, because oh. you have to get a universal identifier for it, it's like all these weird sci-fi terms. In the end, you're like, it's like a cosmic identifier. It's like, what is this? And then you put it on this thing. People and are just making shit up to like charge yeah. people money. Yeah, right. And then they put it on there, and it's like thousands of dollars. And I saw like on TikTok, a couple of people like sold things for like twenty six million. Like, what is wow. this thing? But it's like for stuff. Like I've seen it. Uh, utilized in things where it's like, oh, here's this video of a, you know, a certain, uh, you know, basketball player or something like that. It's like, but it's got this embedded unique idea in NFT, and so that like now they charge like a thousand dollars for that. And somebody buys like, aha, I've got this thousand dollar video. It's like I can go to YouTube and watch that for free. I don't understand. <laughs> like, and it's, it's just literally like- the same like bits of data. It's something else, just this one little tacked on thing. And uh, yeah, I just explain like, to us, he's in the San Francisco, he's like in the hub. Of I mean, the, I wish like, I could, <laughs> I, I wish I could, but wait, is it? We're is in it Georgia, a, we don't know this stuff. Yeah, I don't know all that tech. <laughs> we just like peanuts. <laughs> no, I, re- I really wish I could explain it, but I really can't. I just seen, I've seen a lot of memes pop up about it, like how artists are just trying to sell their all their art on, with NFTs now, but yeah, I wish I understood more about it. What's going on so, with it? The, the the one th- I can't go into this in detail. I'm I'm not uh, too knowledgeable about it. But the one thing I've kind of picked up on it is it's essentially using using blockchain technology to right. create these it's tokens. Ethereum. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's like any of those currencies, and if you just sort of like just tacked that on to the piece of media, however they do that, I don't know. It's like, hey, guess what? You've got that little unique identifier that in this distributed system can say that is that version of that video, even though. You could find a completely the same video somewhere else, but it doesn't have that little unique text on ID. You know, mm. that's an NFT. It's like, is it, you can't fudge this. This is definitely this um, identifier on here. Pay us a lot of money for it. And that's mm. the only thing I can figure from it. And I don't know, maybe that's cool for like like electronic card trading. Maybe that pans out in a more logical way mm. in the future. Like, hey, here's my beta magic card, Black Lotus, and there'll be an equivalent in the digital realm. Does that make sense? I don't know yet. We'll see how it pans out, but... Right now, it doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it took me four years to figure out like cryptocurrency. Now this is like, yeah. <laughs> like this is definitely makes you feel super old. I'm still working on regular old stocks and all yeah, that. well, all that stuff. Though, I mean, <laughs> well, because all these things in the end, let me let me for the kids out there, let me let me summarize. All these things are are not scams. They're like side games make money. The, everything we do at stock market, everything is like. How can we complicate a way, a system in enough ways to make money, like in separate right. ways from some just investing but, in a company? You know what I mean? Guys, like, do you guys think that stuff sneaks into games, though, at some point, like loot boxes almost? I mean, yeah, that's got to, sure. you, you know that, yeah. That's gonna. I feel like blockchain games are like this new, not wouldn't say new, but I feel like a couple years yeah. now, they're starting to become 
a more and more popular thing where user generated content probably going to be marked by those NFTs. Right. Um, as like, hey, this is my environment NFT number, yada yada yada. You have to pay. I don't know what how yeah. they were going to be like. What about tournament and- prizes? You know that too. It's like, hey, mm-hmm. like if you were maybe like an esports gamer in a tournament, maybe you do get something that's. Te- I mean, tagged as your item, and then all of a sudden that does become valuable because you can move that. Oh, this is the thing that Obina won in this right, right. Almost you, like you can sell that. Almost like yeah. getting a jersey from like a LeBron James or something. It's like you're getting you got his game jersey, yeah, his shiv from Minecraft or something. Well, that's what I'm saying. I kind of understand it from that standpoint. Explaining. I didn't think you were gonna LeBron. You got shiv. LeBron James shiv. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, just, I'm sorry. I kind Probably. of understand the motive behind this stuff from that standpoint, saying there's the world is all digital. How do you have any type of ownership in a digital right. world? It's like where yeah. you give it a cosmic tag, whatever the hell they call it, and you go, boom, this tag. I own, no matter how many times this meme, this cat rainbow meme goes out, I own this one. Right. And it's a weird sort of thing. Right. I get that. I just don't understand all the other hullabaloo around selling it and not doing it and why some of these prices. Because I could understand if it's on like famous memes and stuff like oh this is a famous thing but sometimes you'll just see a normal picture like this sold for 10 million dollars like mm. i've never seen this picture before it's just some weird fantasy art thing and it's like okay it's like why is this that much money it wasn't before if you try to go sell that print or original it wouldn't have sold for 10 million dollars yeah it's weird right, right? It's like, like <laughs> now just because you can say like it's number 1142 or something on there it's like that okay, i have it now for all time uh, yeah. Are you? yeah does it have anything does it is it exclusive is exclusive oh my god exclusivity, exclusivity? Yeah. Yeah. is that, I do that a with thing specificity all the time <laughs> 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 Is that part of it? Is that part of the NFT that kind of makes Maybe, it? Maybe, but if it's like public thing? exclusivity, because it's like, right. like I said, if I had that digital file, I could have given you every copy of it. Here it is. Like, here's my computer. Here's a hard drive that I made this PSD on. You'd have been like, right. all right, 20 bucks, fine. But now it's like, <laughs> that's $10 million now. But maybe because it's like, I own this. And you find somebody uses this, I guess. It's just weird. I don't understand that or even enforceable. Right. Well, How could you enforce that with things too? Like it's it, it's also weird because it's like they're it's new and early and like even with like blockchain type of technologies and currencies like how many coins or currencies have been generated and there's just a lot of bullshit and chaff out there where it's like yeah there's a, a million ways you could do this and it's dumb but maybe there's a few ways that make sense and you know i feel like we've kind of hit on a couple of those like you know again if, if if it's connected directly to somebody that did something or in a unique way yeah that may be interesting but if it's just like hey you know, here's a video with I just stamped the unique watermark on it. Who cares? Because you could go on YouTube and watch it. But again, if it's like, hey, I saw this esports guy. He like they actually marked this after he played that game, and now here's that asset. You know, and he's signed off on it. Then yeah, maybe that's worth something. Like you know, Obina said, a, a signed LeBron shit. And you know, right. You know, it's always hard to to understand these things when they're they're like weird peak. Like, yeah, the, the weird peak, like, you know, popularity, because it's like, maybe if this is more stable, it'd be easy to understand. It's just hard mm-hmm. to understand when things are so new. And it True. also kind of sheds light on, like, it gets in, this is where you feel old, but, like, it sheds light on that, like, money is make-believe, too. Like, even this stuff make-believe, money is, like, just the thing we agree that exists and the value. So right. it's sort of the same thing. Like, if we, if you, like, from a devil's advocate side, you're like, they think these pieces of paper, they think it has value just because it says one zero zero instead of one? That's weird. How crazy is that? You know, that's... Yeah, but I can't find those pieces of paper laying around for free anywhere. I found. Right. That's true. <laughs> like, I can go into YouTube and watch a video or, like, go look at a piece of art. 
uh, that may may not have an NFT in it, but you know. Yeah, the way that, my brain works is like I can sort of get the idea, then it's like, well, how do people actually do make money of this? That's always my number one test about Roblox. Like, I don't make money, and then when I watch those videos, I'm like, I still don't understand how they because it seems like oh, it costs a few hundred bucks just to get an item on there. There you go. Roblox yeah. integrates NFT, and now all of a sudden they're a marketplace for a whole bunch of stuff. Who knows? Yeah, there you go. Unity, they start adding that into their APIs, NFTs, and their marketplaces. Boom. There you go. Steam, any of these people. Yeah. Interesting. All righty. Well, that's the old man corner for today. Um, <laughs> going back into something. <laughs> we know a fun news story is that the Bethesda games are finally. I guess the, the deal finally went through with Xbox. Yeah. That's the deal. Because we already knew about this like six months ago, but it finally right. went through. And you can Does get that make game. you feel any certain way about Bethesda? Well, we're Xbox fans, so not really. I guess it makes me feel better. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I've got every one of the consoles, so whatever. Yeah. You know, wherever it ends up, I'll get it. But, you know, it, it was just kind of interesting to me that it's like, you know, now all those games are just dropped for free with Game Pass, and it's kind of like mm. an interesting, you know, signal of the change in dynamics of things. It's like Microsoft is sucking up, you know, um, studios and trying to get into the content game and now saying, hey, here's the value add to our Game Pass. And right. so I, you know, I think that's very cool that they're like really reinforcing that value and saying, "Hey, here's Doom 2016. Here's all the you know Morrowind games or Elder Scrolls games. Sorry, you guys love. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, here's a Wolfenstein 3D stuff. It's like so all of a sudden you're like, wait, and I can get that for how much a month? Like, mm-hmm. you know, what is it? Five bucks a month or something for Game Pass? I forget. Um, yeah. there's maybe a yearly subscription, <laughs> but anyway, it's like, you know, that's a huge value add for them. Um, now from now from the perspective of you know, um, exclusivity type of stuff. I hope that doesn't get too, you know, exclusive. Granted, they've already put out a lot of those games on a lot of other platforms, but looking into the future, it's like, you know, does Microsoft now sort of tighten the reins and say, okay, great. Maybe, the, you know, you know, uh, the next yeah, Elder Scrolls yeah, game is you. only on PC for the first run. So, Well, they've been pretty good about that. I mean, they didn't even said that this is going to be exclusive, though, the Bethesda stuff. Right. They haven't commented that because they haven't actually even done that yet with things i mean besides like i mean their halo stuff but their pattern is that they've been actually more open they're like that's why they have pc like if you oh, have right, a pc yeah. there's not really any reason sometimes they own xbox because they have everything on there both times mm-hmm. like um i don't know i kind of like phil spencer and what he's doing like he's his kind of mythos is just like the google what google used to be is like just get people out there using it because we're gonna make money or somehow like we're a platform we're not an actual piece of hardware which is like good for them but this is a big purchase this is like the first this is one of the juggernauts like between like rockstar and bethesda and you know mm-hmm. whoever else you know maybe cd project Red. we'll talk about that in a second but like that that is like you know this is a big this is a big heavy hitter on the level of like a naughty dog or insomniac you know they're bigger than insomniac and naughty dog though i would I oh would yeah I, I think their catalog is you know broader than those i mean at least in my opinion i mean people oh. probably still buy skyrim or they were until this so we'll see how you know wait did they stop buying it because microsoft acquired bethesda or something well i mean if i was gonna buy I was, if i had well, an xbox should... pc pass i would true i mean i'm sure it takes away some sales from steam you know oh totally yeah because again yeah you're right if five bucks a month it's the best deal in the world so no, I I've got it. I really enjoy it. Yeah, and it's just great to see that value add to it. It's like okay, cool. Now if I ever want to, I you know go play any of those games, even though I already own most of them. But the the, the next type, the next stuff that comes out, I got it. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, let's talk about um, 
let's talk about Cyberpunk really quickly because I mentioned CD Projekt Red. Yeah, yeah. Because um, we haven't checked in on this in a, a while. This is like our Anthem stories or our Destiny 2 stories where it's like early in the year, these are the ones we say, this is going to be the game of the year. I don't even know. Did we say, did you say that, Ryan, last year? I know you were excited about it. was going to be game of the year? I was saying your game know. of the year. Whenever we predict that stuff, I forget. I I don't remember to be honest. I, I was probably hoping it would be, um, right. but having not played it, it's like ah, uh, really. I feel like our last game of the year episode was twenty nineteen. Shut up. <laughs> okay, it was in nineteen eighty five. Fair. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> but anyways, it would have been that. Say we were good and we did that episode. It would have been one of those ones like Anthem because I remember we were like, oh man, or like right, the, right. Cyberpunk was the big hype. It's been the That's hype true. for two, three years now. Because it's like, great, hey, Witcher three. Even though I've never beaten it or played more than like 20 hours of it it's like you can tell it's a quality game they've like i like the story of that studio because they're basically an independent studio that rose to a bethesda stature they have like thousands of people mm-hmm. working on stuff you know what i mean they use unity too for their car the gwent game and these so i liked hearing about them they also they're a studio that does crunch but where they are though they have to pay people overtime so they're an interesting part of that discussion too, because they still do have to do crunch sometimes. They're like, hey, if there is an incentive, we have an incentive to get rid of it, and still this is. I'm not saying they're right or wrong. It's just it's interesting because they do pay for that crunch. But I remember they're hearing Europe, them. Right? Sorry. Yeah, I remember mm-hmm. hearing about them at the time, and they started interesting. They started as a company. No clip on YouTube has a really good documentary about because the reason they're called City Project Red because they started like um, is it Poland where they are? They started like. They're accompanied by making ports and translations of like Ultima and all these other games, like you know, like actual um, American games. And they kind of did that for a while. And they finally they made CD-ROM, so CD Projekt Red. So then they finally mm. um, made their own game with Witcher or whatever. And they've made three games. So this is their fourth game, <laughs> like Witcher. And I mean, Cyberpunk would be. So, anyways, by the side that the hype was there, it kept building. And then the game came out. Maybe Ryan, you have more insight on this because you and Zach both played, and I didn't have. There's a huge hubbub because it was felt like even though they delayed it a bunch of times, the whole there was a lot of technical problems right when they launched. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely so. In in certain platform, more so in, on certain platforms than others. Um, definitely on the the last gen consoles like the uh, X, Xbox One. And the uh, PS4, there were definitely issues. It was mostly a, a lot of it, I think, was with streaming assets. Like, hey, you know, we got to load in these big, lush environments, and they, they drop the player in, and like maybe everything wasn't spawned in, or like stuff would kind of pop in randomly, or animations got weird. It was kind of fun. They're fun glitches to watch videos. Oh, yeah, there. absolutely. It's like Make people tree posing on top fodder. of a vehicle yeah. all of a sudden. <laughs> exactly. Like or Titanic. like Titanic. Yeah, or you're standing someplace where a car isn't, then a car is, and then you get booted yeah. like, you know, 100 yards in the air or something. Um, yeah, hilarious stuff, but it's just, it's one of those things where it seemed like they just did, I, well, sorry, I shouldn't say they just didn't. That's that's a very generalistic thing to say, but based on the things I saw, it's like they just wasn't, didn't seem optimized for those last generation consoles. And right. now I played it initially on the Xbox One X and it definitely had its goofiness, but not the, some of the stuff I saw on those old, even older consoles or like the la, you know the Xbox One. Um, but then I ended up playing it on PC, and I had a for the most part a fine time with it. I mean, there were definitely bugs and things like that, but um, you know it was not the disaster that it was on those previous gen systems. And I think that was maybe an optics thing. It's like you know if you, they just 
held back those last gen releases and done it on PC and like the PS5 and the uh, Xbox Series X, then they might they might have come out a little better for it. But you know, I guess maybe they wanted the broad market, and so they right. did do, release it on those, and it just did not go well. Right, because at that time, the, I guess the majority of consumers did not have all the newer gen you know consoles. So it's like right. you either right. have to be on PC or you probably have an Xbox One. Um, so the most, the bulk of their customers would be on older gen. So I guess they kind of forced it, but they mm-hmm. developed with, you know, the new next gen in mind, I guess, or on PC, which is basically. Right. Thing. Yeah. And the, and the pandemic certainly didn't help that. Right. Cause you know, right, right. nobody could get those newer capable machines right. in their hands. So it's like, well, what do you do? So I had some friends who got on the Xbox one. I was just like, this just isn't playable. And it's like, yeah, mm-hmm. I get you. Um, yeah. So it, it, it's just been a mess and it's unfortunately also impacted them after the fact because you've got all these plans you know i oh i read they had plans for like dlc and things after that like here's the game plan we have for this game we want it to have legs like the witcher 3 and that's awesome and i hope they can get out from underneath this rough start because i definitely want to see something like that but it's held them up because they've just been dealt with patches on patches and fixing bugs and yeah, I mean it, it. It stinks because, but I mean, how do you live up to that? Those sort of expectations too. Well, so hyped, th- right? And I think it was a sort of a perfect storm. I mean, the reason this is relevant, we're not just talking about why people didn't like this game, is because then it led to to spoil it. it. Led to lawsuits, a bunch of different lawsuits. So that's why it's leading. It led into lawsuits about the the working and not working, but. Um, and they got in trouble with because they said, "Hey, sure, give a refund." And most places like Xbox and Steam and other places are set up for that, but PlayStation for one was not set up to do refunds, and the, they don't have a, like a mass refund system the same way. It's one of those like got to call customer support and they'll do mm-hmm. it. But it's like, and they're like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa what'd you say?" Because CD Projekt Red first came out and said, "Well, just get a refund then," and then it's like, "Well, <laughs> it's <laughs> like, well, we can't." And, and, and that might like, piss Sony off enough to where they took it down. They took mm. the complete game off of their marketplace mm. until they fixed it or passed it or solved whatever. So that was it's just drama all around. That was during the holidays too. It's just like drama all around. Yeah, and I I think my biggest thing too. I think the big kind of stink of that game too. It also came. I mean, I don't know. We live in this world now where everybody will get more and more outrage. So our outrage thing is rising, but I think also it's combined. But every, but speaking of Bethesda, every Bethesda game comes out and it's broken. But people, and then the people True. complain about it, but they deal with it and eventually it gets fixed. I mean, more broken than this in a lot of cases. I think a lot of this was that hype let down too, because it's like, mm-hmm. take all the bugs out. It just wasn't sort of the game that, right. I'm sure it's a very fine, like, yeah, it's like 30. When I, I heard there was like 30 hours, I was like, what? Because The Witcher's like 80 hours, The Witcher 3. And people were expecting this huge, really elaborate. And it's like, it's not that it's bad, but it's like more like a Deus Ex, like these new Deus Ex games. They're like, yeah, it's pretty fun. It's like... And, and here's another thing. It didn't blow know, people away. Yeah, and again, imagining... Oh, sorry, not imagining. Managing expectations right. from like... And I don't know if a lot of people think about this. Like as a developer, Witcher 3... It was the third one, right? You know, so they had an engine and an art pipeline and gameplay and all this stuff in place. So that was their third iteration right. on a series of games, which I don't even remember how the first two were received. The third one is lauded and loved, and rightly so. But again, that was their third success, yeah. iteration. So they have such a streamlined, you know, take on how to make this game now that 
you know, awesome. It, it did really well. They changed it up for Cyberpunk. They got new tech. They probably new art pipelines. You get you know new gameplay functionality. New people, yeah, new exactly new people. You know, they they switch it up. You know, they grew. Like they had seven hundred people working on this game. Right. Exactly. Great, yeah. and, you know, you know what were they on the those earlier games? You know, were they 300, 300 versus seven hundred? Probably like fifty on that first game. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. So it's like there's there's a lot that goes into that. That unfortunately, like we said, it's a perfect storm. You have you know that a new game, so you're going to deal with all that from a development perspective with a new IP, new rendering engine, new t- tech, all that. And then you've got a pandemic hits, and then you've got to deal with that and try to develop that game or finish it off during that period. Right. Then you've got you know people getting the hardware they need, blah blah blah. So I, you know, I understand people spend good money on this and they were disappointed with some of the bugs and things like we said. But from a developer's perspective, I'm like, man, come on, give us a break, please. Why, that's what I try. Right. And I think that's, a, and again, put this in the notebook. This is maybe, but it's worse than this is that people get pissed when people hype up a game so much and, and then it comes out and it's disappointing. I understand right. that when it's for like, not even understand. Don't, like people got so mad at that No Man's Sky guy, whatever about that stuff. And I was like, guys, come on. Hell I always watch that yeah. stuff. I'm like, yeah, we'll see. Like I watch politicians, even though I like certain politicians. I'm like, okay, that's fine. I know you're saying that, but we'll see. I mean, I'm not. I get what you're doing. It's playing the game. Everybody's playing the game. So I don't get as semantic about <laughs> sometimes when I hear marketing speech as much. But I don't think Cyberpunk did things that maybe I'm not like misinformed, but it just felt like. They just had events and they showed what they had of the game. They showed it felt like I don't think it's their fault that people got so excited for it because that's what they had the backlash. It was like you shouldn't have hyped this up so much. It's like what do you want them to do? Go, hey guys, I know you're really excited, but and maybe you won't like it. Let's take the bugs yeah. out of it again. I'm like, yeah, like you know what? Yeah, thirty percent of you're gonna hate this game. So you might want to temper this a little bit because it's not as cool as you think it's gonna. They're in a hard. That's a weird. Victim of your position, own success, you know what I mean? Like I they're victim yeah. of picking that topic, like cyberpunk game, when they knew they had the pedigree, they knew what that could have meant in that world, and it's like the market. They they want to you know fail to meet expectations of that marketplace, but I don't think it's their fault for which I've heard this. I don't think it's their fault for hyping their game or marketing their game. You know, well, is it, it, did they even of, hype it too much? I mean, I think honestly, a lot of events. I think they did. Time. I think, and they were oh, okay. they were in. I think they were all over the media for a while when before it mm-hmm. came out. They were like everywhere. They were like on pretty much all the ad platforms that I know. I saw it on every social media platform, and I think I think that's what kind of I was like before it came out. I felt like it was like the next big thing, even like bigger than like sometimes when you see movies like big movies coming out. You see them on every every kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, Avenue, and that's mm-hmm. how I felt about the the Project Red, and I was like, okay, so this must be a really big deal. Uh, and then when it came out, I heard all that backlash, and I was like, okay, I think that's where for me it makes sense. I feel, I feel like there's justification in the hype. You know, it was a little too much hype, uh, only because well, what, I, what would you want them to do though? Because if they're making like, don't take all the bugs out again. Right. If they're making a game that's like, hey, it's a pretty good action adventure cyberpunky mm-hmm. game, but it's not Witcher three depth, but it is a thing. I mean, I don't know if they were out there. If they were specifically saying this thing's better than Witcher Three, it's deeper and longer. They didn't. I don't know if they say that or they just said, "Well, it's about." I think they even said it's like right. thirty hours or something. Right. Yeah, I'm not sure about marketing push. I think the one thing that I feel like I see a lot uh, with developers is just overstretching scope, which is I think this is a common practice right. anyway. Uh, in that you know, like the backwards compatibility, not backwards compatibility, but just you know, planning for an Xbox One right. or later gen, older gen consoles, but then also trying to do the newer gen, next gen consoles and PC, and just trying to do the everything at once uh, for a brand new game with a brand new team, brand new release, probably release cycle kind of uh, 
uh, a release management team, you know, it, it's, I think it's a lot to try to take in or try to, to deliver. Um, I agree with that. I agree with that. Yeah, I don't think they're faultless here. Right. I think maybe just doing next gen and PC would have been a great start and say, hey, we're going to move to because then you could that's a lot of platforms to bug test, to, to reiterate, you know, iterate on. Absolutely. It's just a lot to do. So maybe mm-hmm. just sticking to a smaller subset of platforms for that first release and then adding, you know, some compatibility later. Hey, I agree with that. I think you could have done that. I mean, it disappoints people. But again, like I was telling Ryan the other night, one of my favorite quotes this year is like, how do you people are upset? How do you help them? You tell them the truth. Like this right. thing sucks. Right. Like, don't, you know, we're not ready. We're just not out there. But we do have the PC one we can do. People are going to be disappointed. Right. And, and I mean, because it goes into that um, um, Miyamoto quote, too. He always said that's like when they're talking about delaying games, it's like it sucks. And he's like, but they'll always, they're never going to remember the delay right. if the game comes out and it's good. They're right, going to remember right. if yeah. it comes out and it's yep. crappy. And that's exactly. all this game you think of now is that, like, yeah, it came out and it's like, right. a mess. Right. It's crappy. Yeah. And yeah. I think when, especially when it comes on newer, new gen console or next gen consoles, and it, it, that's the only thing it's targeted. I think that's okay. I think I think Maybe Destiny it, One had this problem too because they did the same thing. That right, time. right, right. Yeah. Just overscope. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I think like when you target new consoles and it's like, oh, it's the only console with support is this, you know, PS Five and that's Xbox cool. SX. Yeah. It's really cool. It's like, oh, it's like a premier game on this new gen, and that's okay. But when you know you try to do too much and like support Switch and support you know mobile, you know it's just like okay, yeah, it makes sense why you broke like everything broke down because it's just doing the moats. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I think that's so. Now they're hopefully they're fixing it and doing stuff. And they're the the thing about them though they're they are a company that you know does good on adventure stuff because even all their with Witcher three all their DLC is free. Like they don't charge stuff past things. So I mean, hopefully we'll see. No, I, I think they, they get better. I, yeah, I, personally, I think they get some goodwill from me, or I, I like judging on their past performance. I, I think you're going to try to do right on it. It's just you got to give them a chance. This instant gratification should have like, yeah, I don't like it. Fix it now. It's like well, right. you're going to have to wait because th- this stuff is not instantaneous. And not to mention, we got our show notes here. They also got hacked, and so they had to deal with that for a while. Oh, yeah. That, that's that's a whole other. Yeah, yeah. yeah they, they got hacked. By, I mean, this happens all the time, this ransomware thing where people get they come in and say, hey, we stole some of your files. Pay us by this in Bitcoin. And then, mm-hmm. <laughs> was that before or after release? I can't that was remember. After. This is like oh, a month after. ago. Yeah, yeah. Or they were, okay. it was after. It's going to hold up their patching and fixing things, you know. But Yeah, and it like, might have personal stuff. But I want to read real quick this little note because this note sounds like it was written by a 10-year-old. The, there's a, <laughs> they released not. their ransom note. Okay, and it says you have been epically owned. <laughs> I remember this is somebody. It's like trying Were to they like talking over Xbox Live. <laughs> there's somebody that's trying to like what are like ransom over like millions of dollars, like this billion dollar company, right? You've been epically owned. You have dumped full copies of source code from your Perforce servers. There you go. They use Perforce mm. for Cyberpunk 2077, Witcher 3, Gwent, and unreleased version of Witcher 3. Three exclamations. <laughs> <laughs> but they also got all their accounting, administration, legal, HR, investor relations, and more. Mm. We we have encrypted all your servers, but we understand that you can most likely recover from your backups. <laughs> it goes, if we will not come to agreement, then your source codes will be sold or leaked online, and your documents source code and your source document code. will be sent to our contacts in gaming journalism. <laughs> your public image will go down the shitter even more, and people will now see how shitty your company functions. Jeez. Wow. And your company, lose trust company life. So, what I'm saying is, it's not their fault they got hacked, but also, like you said, it'll be in all this kind of hubbub probably brought this on, too, though. It's not their fault. They don't want to, like, victim blame them for but this yeah. thing, but it's like putting them out there in a way that, like, yeah, it's just. 
That's the dangers of it. Kind of scary as a development company. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, can't get too big. Yeah. <laughs> so everybody's gonna wait, hate you. Live long wait, enough to become the villain, right? That's right, the, right, yeah. exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, question for you guys. I was always very curious when I heard about this hack, and they're like threatening to release their source code. I mean, your source codes. Code. Yeah, sorry. Don't want to. <laughs> don't want to minimize it. There's multiple. Um, but like. Like the person that buys that, like, what do they gain? Can't from do that, anything you with think? it. You're yeah, I think someone did though, right? They did. Somebody paid yeah, them. Off. Someone paid. Yeah, someone. From what it. I read, and but I'm like, like, what do you do with that? Because it's like, okay, cool. I got this source code. It's like, all right. Well, do you understand how it works? How it's built? Like, how the asset pipeline works to get it into the game? What the build po- process is? How the deployment? Go- you know, there's so many parts to making a game. Sometimes I feel like that. I'm like. You got the source code, code cool. Now you know how to render a thing that way, or maybe how right. the gameplay logic worked for the cars or the animals or whatever. But like, what do you? Is it jumpstart you that much? It's like, and what you pay? Why not use like Unity or Unreal or something? Those are free. You know, that's it's like a non-developer thing. Nobody ever gets. Like, I can't yeah. open a project that I did four years ago. It's like, hold on, what plugins? Exactly. Are using? Like, this, they don't understand the. <laughs> The dependency situation, like in all that, and especially with their own engine, it's like, how do I even start? I need to be running something on a separate server to start yeah. this. Like, how do I even? Yeah. Right. Like, we yeah, couldn't dig into that and probably figure it out. And they're like, I feel like, <laughs> yeah, the only advantage you have, you have to be very, I think, tech savvy to actually make use right. of it. Like, if, but if you want to do like maybe take implementations on like their graphics or something like right. that, that's where you would take advantage of it. But other than that, then. But is or you want a data dive for stuff, maybe. That's what you Yeah, mean. but is that yeah. worth the two million or whatever it was? And it's like and like you make you make a great point where it's like, how many of us have started a new job and you're just like sitting here scratching your head for at least a week just to build a project and you're like, Oh, it runs now, thank God. And then the risk and is like engine months. source is like yeah. a whole nother beast, let well, alone game cord source. Right. Yeah. We also just, I mean, they had the other games. We also just started talking about how poorly Cyberpunk actually runs, but like <laughs> in a full invitation. So it's like, have fun, guys. I mean, you fix our bugs for us. Help us. Post to our GitHub. Yeah. It. <laughs> <laughs> you got a pull request? Well, bring it on. Yeah, it's like. Well, then you also, if you did get to work, you'd be sued immediately because you can't. I mean, they'd know. Oh, hell yes. Like, yeah, yeah, it's like maybe, but maybe there's like some knockoff market. Gotta rename all the variables. Huh? Yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, there are knockoffs that do exist and they exist for a while, and make people money and then go away and they get put right. down, you know. Right. So, anyway, so we'll see what happens. That's the last. Yeah, hopefully they'll do good. They're good. I, I mean, I like those guys. So, I mean, I've heard they watch that documentary. So, hopefully they'll get it together. <laughs> have a better 2021 than 2020. Um, speaking of, and a better side of that, let's talk about this Valheim. Mm. Ryan, you probably know more about this too. This is the, the Viking game taking the world by storm, even after Assassin's Creed this year was a Viking game. So from a yeah. marketing standpoint, I was like, yeah, it's not a right time for this. Yeah. Apparently, apparently very done. much. <laughs> um, I Honestly, I've, I've played it very little. It just seems like, I, I don't know, I just kind of want to bring it up for a discussion with you guys because it's sold over like 5 million copies so far in like, what, like less than a month. Right. And it's... Yeah, it just kind of grabbed people and like, you know, I played it and to me it seems like every other stinking survival game. I don't know, maybe maybe this is going to be a short conversation. I don't know, but it's like people just seem to be really digging this thing. So, I don't know, what are you guys' experiences with it? You heard about it? You played it? You know, I've heard about it. I think it's going to be a short, short conversation because I haven't played it myself, but a lot of coworkers have. They even used it during like team meetings and like, hey, let's just sync and play Valheim together. And even if it's a play, paid uh, game, so you have to like pay for it to actually participate. So it's worth 
you know, people really just digging into it and get into it. I think, I think it's a, I heard it's a great game. I heard it's fun to play. Yeah. But I heard, uh, go ahead. Sorry. I also heard that it's also like other survival games. Just like, Hey, I have to punch a tree 10,000 times and just constantly forge. That's what struck me. And again, I kind of played it by myself, you know, for the most part. Um, actually, yeah, all, totally. So to me, it just <laughs> say what? You're playing with like, mm, yeah. Charlie Brown. Yes. <laughs> wah, wah. Um, no, but yeah, it, it just, like you said, it was like, hey, I'm going to knock on this tree till it falls over. Now I've got wood to make a pile of sticks. So I've got a pile of sticks. I can make, you know, a bigger right. pile of sticks and I can make a house. Yay. Right. And, um, but, I, you know, I don't know, maybe quarantine and just people looking for something new. Apparently it's very well fleshed out and there's actually goals, it seems like, where uh, like previous games, are, it was more just like survive and build stuff and that's your sandbox go. Where this, you know, it's like, hey, you need to work up to killing sort of this mythical beast because you're basically in like sort of this, I guess, Valhalla where heroes go to die. It, or Sorry. When heroes die, they end up in this land. And Odin's like, hey, you need to clean up these crazy creatures from this land. So you do have goals, which is something interesting. Um, and I don't know if there's an end game to it. I'm sorry, but it just... Yeah, this has sparked a lot in people, and um, it's a very popular game right now. So, but Odin died in Ragnarok. Okay, that's not yeah, what well, Yeah, I, the number one thing of this game, I'll tell you why it's done. It's because of streaming. These games come out, and this is—I know this because Zach and I, as we work, we also put Twitch on, and we're just browsing around. Zach also has like eight hundred things while he's working, but I'll like every now and then, like, let me see what people are playing on Twitch, and the, like the kind of big like Dr. Lupo, all the like I have a couple of like sampling of. Those big people, like um, I am ninja. There. I don't watch these people, but I like to, from my just standpoint, design wise, I'm like, oh, what are the people playing? What's going on? You know, like sampling. And a lot of people are playing this game, just like they play that Tarkov game. All these games that have this really big grind and really big, like, and they'll play it for a few months and then probably maybe drop it. But Rust, the other week, they did the smart thing. The other month was like had like so many down. Like on Twitch, it was right up there. I was like, why is Rust? This game that Zach and I we played all this like five years ago. It's because they made a streamer only server, mm. and like because that game looks completely different. They've rebuilt that game. They made so much money. Remember they in Unity, but they've rebuilt it in Unity a billion times, whatever. Um, and it's just because they're it's streamer game. This thing's a streamer game all the way. I think and yeah, it's like mm. nothing much we haven't seen before. But every time I've ever watched it, it's streamers playing it. Right. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And it, those games need people that I need a game that I can play for a month, four or five hours a day that I can have kind of grindy but can play with friends and there's kind of funny stuff happen sort of formula there's like a design for streamers that we could probably talk about but that's when something like this goes really well that's why i think because it's mm. i don't yeah, think this got as and then millions of people watch them and then it just goes i want to buy this game and they play by themselves like you were and like, yeah fun where are my friends right so good for them this is out of sweden their company Iron Gate. Yeah. So yeah, published by Coffee Stain Studios, which has done some cool stuff like um, Goat Simulator, Satisfactory. Um, so, yeah, so. Right. Um, the other thing we have here too, also a little studio making bigger. I don't know how big are they. The Fall Guys guys, Mediatonic got bought by mm. Epic, which right. is something you put in here, Obina. Yeah, I did. Um, only because I think the interesting part about this is that you know Epic, uh, Unreal. You know, competing with right. Unity, uh, and Unity or um, Mediatonic was working on Fall Guys, working on Fall Guys, who created that in Unity. So it's just interesting right. that you know Epic is kind of purchasing another game made with Unity, and I think that's just 
it's just interesting kind of understanding why Epic would make an acquisition uh, like that. Because uh, they bought Rocket League, but Rocket League's in Unreal. So right, it right, makes right. Sense. Yeah, yeah. Right. But so, yeah, it's kind of see kind of where they're trying to position themselves as a company, um, whether they're like a game engine creator or like a tool, uh, or they want to be more of like a kind of like a Tencent or like a you know, a game publisher. Technically, so they are Tencent because they're like majority yeah, of a percentage. Right. That's <laughs> Literally, they are Tencent. But I mean, like, sorry, publisher versus like game uh, engine kind of creator or framework well, I, or tools. I, I think they want it all, right? Because, I mean, they're, you know, they, they've encroached on Valve space and being like a platform, you know, marketplace. Store, too. right? A store. So, I, you know, I, I think they're just... You know, again, it's content is king, and once you have kind of solidified yourself, it's like, well, our tools are good, we got that down. Now, right. what do we do? Oh, we got to probably grab some content. You know, similar thing to Microsoft and Game right. Pass. Yeah, we can put out the plat, you know, the hardware and the this and that, but uh, we need we need some people reasons for people to use our stuff, and that's right. grabbing that content. So, so, for a more global, I guess, a further look back, do you think this is a good approach? Then, generally, like, you think they're on the right track? As they've got the game tool, they've got. Um, you know, purchasing games now is maybe their next step, or do you think, or they have the store as well? Which I th- I'm um, not sure. If, I guess technically the store is doing well. So the store, I think, is doing. I, I have no idea. I don't know what the metric. I mean, it can't well lose is. money for them because they make yeah. a percentage of it. So I mean, they're really. Mm-hmm. I mean, unless they're losing it in hosting fees or something, that's really all right. that they're. Which probably, you know. probably not. But I mean, one thing I like is I'm still getting free games. Like they're doing this like every hundred over a hundred games down there. <laughs> yeah, and see, that's smart because now that's getting you more invested mm-hmm. and rooting, rooted in their ecosystem because now you've seemed, got a library there. Right, now. and it seems like they're getting these games like Rocket League and other stuff. It's like. Mm-hmm. We still play it in Steam because that's where all our stuff is. But if they immediately said, "Well, it's not in Steam anymore," yep. it's in yep. it's in those. So we'd have to go over. We'd be playing it, and like Fall Guys is another community game. They're kind of even a smart thing. It feels like they're trying to get a lot of community sort of games in Epic Store, so you can log in and go, "Hey, this is a fun," you know what I mean? Whatever, you know, ongoing live games because both of those are sort of like live games, basically. But I feel like that question is like, what is it breaking bad? And the quote he said, he says, like, are you in the meth business? He's like, I'm in the empire building, empire <laughs> business. Yeah, like, that's go. what I feel like with them. Their company makes over $100 million a month mm. from just like mobile versions of what well, they were from the Fortnite, but from Fortnite and other stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, Rocket League's got to be like, they're, I don't know what you do. I mean, it just snowballs at that point. You have all this wealth that just you can buy these things that are interesting. I think it's a smart move. I don't think they really care. They've been pretty open about Unity now. They're like, even in their store terms, like, it could be man Unity, doesn't matter. We don't really care. You get the same percentage, you know, so. Yeah. And honestly, you know, like we, I think we've discussed before on the show, it's like, and they're all, you know, with this, they're actually kind of giving devs better cuts and opening up, you know, well, we've definitely talked about before opening up conversations about what is a valid cut for a developer to get right. when placing it on a platform. Mm-hmm. So they're definitely making some waves there. So if they want to keep accreting or like, you know, sucking in these IPs and then saying, hey, you know, as we're doing that, we're also going to give you a, a, a more fair shake or a, at least a bigger cut of the pie when we yeah, do that. That's and, actually you know. a good perspective. I mean, that kind of goes to your question, Obina. Like, mm-hmm. they're not just a Microsoft. I mean, Microsoft has, you know, developer culture and stuff, but. They're not just whoever taking over buying studios, buying things that have games that they sell to you. Right. They're a developer-based company with their engine stuff, right. like especially like service developer servicing company that's buying all these things. So, right. like Ryan said, it's like as they do this and grow, I mean, whatever for whatever altruistic or non-altruistic reasons, they can be 
like we we still keep the developers in mind. So all these things we build, like Steam didn't, they have developers, but they don't do stuff for developers. So right. they didn't build that with in mind. They built their store with developers in mind and doing all these other things. So it's like, it's sort of cool. I mean, cause they're like a big developer, you know, centric company making things better for it. I mean, right. So we'll yeah. see. And not to say Steam and Valve doesn't have like an engine and development aspects of it, but that's just, they were so based around odd. making games at first, yeah. like Half-Life. And then, if you've yeah, ever it's like, used their tools, and then you look at Unity or Unreal, it's just like, right. sorry, that's just too much of a pain in the ass. But yeah. I've been there. It's like, Source Jesus Christ, is really this weird. is how this works? Come on, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess the last story we can talk about real quick before we wrap it up here. I have this one here about... Um, we always talk... You guys played Shadow of Mordor, right? Back in couple of years ago and i guess shadow of war mm-hmm. is the newest one it's like the hobbit you play like a half elf kind of i love that game because it has the batman combat it's one of the ones funny oh, enough yeah. that borrows from another game which is the batman combat system where it's like you know you hit this hit this and you kind of look like a badass it's the really arkham f- asylum series yeah okay. it's yeah. really fun combat system and that, that game i played the first time i played the second one. it's really fun but in that they got famous because they had this nemesis system which, funny enough, would have been worked really well in a Batman game, which is you have this kind of hierarchy of villains, and you go through, and they, they show you a hierarchy. They show you there's three at the top, there's five below them, and you go, you have to work your way through the system. And you can lose a battle, but they handle fail states really coolly because you can lose a battle, and you don't die. You just kind of get respawned, but that guy goes up in the hierarchy because he beat this hero. And the next time you meet him, he's like, I already beat you once. And you think, you know, they all <laughs> or he's got a, even a scar, I think, too. Yeah, they have, like, him. damage, and I'll mention, like, where they were, what happened. So it's this cool world-building thing, and so you really have to – you can go hunt for them and have, like, grudges with them. I mean, it's not necessarily crazily, like, technically an interesting – but it's, like, conceptually really what it is. It's like – well, everybody's like, they're, every game should borrow this. Every game should steal this thing. And then they never actually, I, mean, I haven't seen a game do it since then. And then I'm, I was listening to the show, like, looking at this the other day, and they're just like, well, there's a reason maybe not that they haven't done this. It's because Obsidian <laughs> has been trying to get a patent for their nemesis system the entire ah. time. Which gets into just a weird, and maybe this is also a bigger, larger discussion about game patents or for mechanics. Um because they're always vaguely premised of like, hey, a system where orcs, you can buy things for social currency. Like they have to be stated in a way when they're concepts. Um, I know for a long time, Squaresoft had that active time battle system, the thing in Final right. Fantasy games. Like Final Fantasy. Ding. But now it's in a billion games. So like that, every RPG, a lot of ones have time-based. And then also I think Namco in the early PlayStation or Xbox days, they think of one of those Project League Gotham, Gotham Racing, whatever they had. I should be better to look up or with this stuff, but they had like a little <laughs> loading screen. You could play like Galaga or whatever on the loading mm-hmm. screen. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is a great idea. Most games should do this. They patented that idea. That's why no games have had it. Right. Which is like sucks. Cause I want to play something while I'm loading, especially those old Xbox and 360 loading times, like four minute loading times. <laughs> um, so this is an interesting idea about this. I don't know where it goes and it feels like they failed and they kept at it. They failed in 1990 and I mean, in, 2019 to get it but they've kept on it seems like they've been granted a provisional patent for this nemesis system and i just want to real quick just check out like what do you guys think of that like i mean is it even enforceable because you could always just say well this system's sort of like this i don't use social currency i use this other thing like it's right seems strange right right i uh i don't know if you want to go first yeah i can i can definitely get on a rant about software patents here (laughs) um 
Yeah, no, I I don't know how that's... It's not just software, it's like conceptual, though, too. Which right, is it's right, design, right. design patents, almost. Yeah, and that's the thing is, uh, you know, as far as I remember last time, time I checked, you know, legally, you can't really patent gameplay. You can patent, like, the IP for it, right? Like, right. hey, this is my Pac-Man, but you can still make a game where somebody goes around and gobbles up these little pellets. It's like, you know, it's so... It's like, they how far do you extrapolate right. on that? It's like, you know, because... Again, it's like, oh, wait, this is a system where I fight people and they remember they fought me and then they yell at me about being, you know, it's like, yeah, if you generalize that, it's like, well, yeah, that could be anything. And like, yeah. why should you be able to patent that? Um, and it, you know, I don't even know what their goal is for doing that because usually with these software patents, from my experience, um, it's like, you know, the only way you can get it is you whittle it down to such a specific thing that it only exists in your realm anyway. So it's like yeah. almost like, well, why are you even bothering? But it's like maybe you can sue somebody or try to well, sue somebody for it. That's the concern is that you can overpower yeah. people legally and say, mm -hmm. well, it won't actually, we wouldn't win this, but we can sue you for yeah. five years in your right. indie studio Wasting and you time. can't hold it. Yeah. And, and, like, and I guess maybe, I don't know how great an analogy this is going to be off the top of my head, but it's like, you know, like, Hey, I want to patent mammals. And you're like, no, you can't do that. There's so many mammals out there. You can just say <laughs> my version of mammals is right now. Uh, what about uh, ones that, you know, produce milk? Uh, no, it's still too broad. What about ones that swim? Uh, still a little too broad. What about ones that lay eggs? Well, you're getting there. What about poison barbs on them? Sure. That's really crazy. It's fine. Patent that. And it's like, what is that? That's just a platypus. Yeah. But, you know, you know, there you go. You patented the platypus. The <laughs> one thing uh, you're the only one right. that has that. So cool. You can make platypuses. Everybody else can right. make all sorts of mammals, but you know, so, but I mean, and again, maybe a crappy analogy, but it, to get down to it, it's <laughs> you start going down into these very restrictive domains of like, well, it's, it's this gameplay thing and this network that, uh, you know, when exercised on a mobile device and then on a touch screen that, right. you know, it's just like, all right, well, fine. That's your patent, I guess, you know, it, it's so stupid. <laughs> I wonder I how corporate my that decision is too, because corporate people, I've heard this from a first person standpoint where I've made something and companies are like, we should look at it and patent that. And I say, like, you can't patent that. It's like a right. website with the names right. on it. What do you mean? Right. People say that. So I can understand if it's a corporate, but they were. Obsidian was a smaller. So maybe it came, I don't know if they had owners before Microsoft. It's like Warner actually, Bros, right? Microsoft bought them though after yeah. this mm. happened. So during this. So that's why it's weirder for that. It's just. It's also funny, just very cynical from a standpoint of two from a from a game that stole the combat system from Batman. <laughs> yeah, like because it. I mean, because I don't think they stole it. I think that's what all art is. It's like you're standing on the shoulder. It's like what is it? That that's Jim exactly Jar my point. The yeah. Jim Jarmusch quote is like, "Good artists borrow, borrow great artists steal." Like that's <laughs> what you do. I mean, not but you talk about your influence stuff. But I mean, right. it's building on top of ideas. I'm talking about ideas. Right, right. Like you could be. That's like, what all games to, are. Yeah. yeah, you you could pick apart their combat combat system left and right, and just be like, you know, okay, who did this first sword play, this and that? It's like, really, you guys are being assholes, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you get specifics. I mean, we talked about that when Fortnite came out because of PUBG, because they're like literally some of the parameters, how their map works, and everything, and because they had an inside relationship with PUBG, Unreal did it, or Epic did. Oh, right. That was remember because they helped them make modifications the to the engine, code, right? Or like, yeah, like they. Put I think it was to get a hundred people on there. They helped them with their server code. And right. Yeah, and to battle royale. But who helped yeah, yeah. too? But then they like, oh, well, we're gonna put this in our engine. They're like, okay, sure. Right. But then they made a freaking cop, which Fortnite is. Let's not get it wrong. Fortnite is great, ethically or not. They do this all the time. When Apex came out and they had respawn stuff, like cool, they put a respawn in there a week later. Mm -hmm. Like they're very good at like, no, we're gonna take all the best ideas and just put them in here, which is. Parties like fine. this is fine though. I mean, it works. It's like if people want to play on this thing, it's, 
I just I'd the, say the, have at it. I yeah. think it's maybe maybe that's part of the point because uh, you were talking about Obsidian being a smaller studio. It's like they know the power of the big studio, the power of the dollar, and like how quickly they can be overrun and overtaken because they don't have the funds to kind of well, iterate as quickly, et cetera, et cetera. Right. But now that, it's just weird to me. They just got they got bought over a year ago. And now they're still pursuing it. It feels right, like right. the store. Maybe they are going to cancel it. Who knows? But because mm. it to me it's scarier when Microsoft. I mean, I don't think Microsoft. I mean, inherently, I don't. I like Microsoft. Sure. But I don't think it's Microsoft weird when a big about that in the big picture. Yeah, they're like, who cares? Especially what we just talked about with Phil Spencer. He's like, just put it on yeah. the other platforms. I don't really care. It's like whatever. They Where released they when they made that, you know, just like the uh, special access controller. They just released all like the specs and everything and like blueprints. Mm. The thing like open source. Oh, they're like, hey, yeah, accessibility controller. Yeah, they're so like, who I mean, cares? Like, yeah. we'll make money. We we'll sell it. But I mean, if you guys want to make your own things, well, or yeah, models, or 3D especially stuff, with like, something like that, how jacked up would that be if it, they're like, hey, right. we made this for people <laughs> with disabilities. Right. To, Better interact with games, but you can't copy it, you know? <laughs> so I just, it's an interesting idea, and maybe it's a bigger topic sometimes to talk about, but it's like, it's just weird. Like, yeah, I agree. That goes into just deeper what art is. Art would be like recycling, 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 because no, there's no idea this is original. Right. Beyond. I don't think you'll ever get dissenting views on that between the three of us. Yeah, <laughs> Space gonna... Wars or Asteroid, and you know what I mean? Like, you get, all these things exist. Anyways, I think that's it. I think we've covered the last year of news <laughs> in this uh, one little bit of thing. Um, let's talk about Discord, Obina. Cool. Let's we can talk about, talk about it. You can find us on Discord. Uh, great conversations there. A lot of praise going on. Since there's no Apple Store or uh, iTunes to write <laughs> yeah. reviews, people are writing them in Discord, which is nice. Oh, yeah. So we appreciate that. Uh, so head over to our Discord. You can find that on our website. Go to thedebuglog.com, and then there's a link to the Discord in there. And same thing with Patreon. You can also find a link to the Patreon yeah. there. So go to our website, click Patreon, donate a million dollars, and we'll all be happy. And also uh, a current, an ongoing reminder, this is our second video episode. So if you're listening to this in audio, go check us out. Yeah. See our faces. Wherever. Yeah. Yes. If you want to. And forgive us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just search for us there. All right. Uh, in the meantime, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at Andrew underscore Curry. That's C-U-R-R-I-E. And I am on Instagram and Twitter at O Beans. O with an H Beans with a D. If you're on video format, you can see it right oh, I don't there. Have uh, oh, yeah. You should do that, man. Because then... Then you can whoop, screw up where your finger's pointing like <laughs> I just did, and he just did. Like, and on Twitter, I am at R.E. Kilgore. That is K-I-L-L-G-O-R-E. And I don't say much there, but I'm there. So there you go. There I did it. There he goes. <laughs> Boom. Got See, it. watch the show to get all this exciting visual <laughs> comedy. <laughs> oh, yeah, there you go. All right. <laughs> Until next time, we'll see you later. Cheers. Cheers.